Hello and welcome back to What's Streaming. This is now the fourth episode. Um, it's really, really starting to to get into a, a nice little weekly um, routine. Uh, this week we are talking all things RuPaul's Drag Race, all stars, all winners. And who better to have as a guest than Lewis? Hello, Lewis. Hello, how are you? Thank I'm you good. for having me on. It's nice to be here. It's great to have you on. Um, I um, I mentioned bringing Lewis on a few weeks ago. I, I sort of said, you know, I, w- I want to bring you on. Uh, we can talk all things Drag Race. Um, yeah. And it sort of lined up perfectly with the, with the finale last week. So um, what did you think of All Winners, just in general? It's always been something that I have always been opposed to. Like, I didn't want an all winners season because you're going to, like, if you have eight contestants, seven of them are going to ruin their reputations because they're going to be losers. <laughs> um, so I was always like, just, why would anyone do that? It's like when BB came back for All Stars 3. It's <laughs> like, you you know, she is now the woman who lost All Stars 3, not the winner of season one. So I've always been against it, but it was actually really good. Like, yeah everyone was great it's probably the best season ever it was brilliant no definitely i've so obviously i'm 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 still relatively new to drag race mm. i started watching in the second lockdown last year the start of last year sort of when season 13 was starting um mm. so the first actual season i watched was season 12 um and the pandemic season the pandemic season <laughs> yeah and it was I sort of really liked that season. You've got a lot of, there was a good number of makeup queens, comedy queens. There was, I thought there was a good mix. Um, and for me, obviously, excluding the, the Zoom ending, it was a really good introduction, I thought, personally. Mm. Um, yeah. And so from there, I've gone back since and I've seen All Stars 2, 3 and 4. Um, and then I've seen, I've watched about, I've watched hours on end of Snatch Game from over the years. <laughs> I've seen compilations on YouTube. Um, but apart from that, I've not really gone back and and watched a lot of these seasons. So for me, watching this season, I'd only seen the likes of Monet, Shay, Trinity, uh, Jada, and obviously the Vivian. Like I've seen, I've I've seen all of the UK seasons as well. That was what actually got me into the show um but yeah so seeing new queens was was quite fun for me um especially winners as well because you know you know you're getting the best of the best and obviously yeah the the spoilers as well um i will say though i watched all stars 2 for ages thinking katia came out and won it (laughs) so for me watching that finale um watching that whole season going Alaska should be winning this. I don't know how Catcher pulls out the bag. Um, so, but yeah. Um, yeah. Going into this season, of course, who was your front runner? Um, having seen, obviously, the, the prior seasons. Well, the, the for me, it was always going to be Jinx. It was always like she was always going to be the clear winner. She is one of the most talented queens to ever go on Drag Race. And her only ever issue on season five was her runways. Her runways were genuinely quite bad. And um, 
so now she's got money. It was like her runways aren't going to be bad. There's literally nothing stopping her. Yeah. She's it's obviously going to be Jinx, and it was always going to be that. And I thought it was either going to be Jinx or Raja. Um, but my money was always on Jinx, especially because you can always kind of tell production set it up to kind of set someone up to win. Yep. And it's always very predictable. At least it's always very predictable, definitely after like two or three episodes. Um, but with an all-star series, when you already know them and you know how they're perceived by the fans and everything, it's much easier to kind of grasp who you think is going to win when you've been like in the fandom for ages. You you get to know how it's going to work. So I always knew it was going to be Jinx. Um, but to be honest, there were times where I was like, anyone yeah. who was doing well enough to win. No, oh, definitely. I think Jinx just had such a, a strong start to the season. Um, I think I thought what was it by episode five she'd she'd won two badges or something it was like she was a cl- so, she was yeah. a clear she was a clear front runner. Um, I will say I was devastated when Jada didn't make it to the final. Um, there was Me some too. there was some sort of like obviously season twelve was the first thing of the the US franchise that I ever watched so I sort of I wanted her to I wanted her to like go as far as possible and i think she she really performed to like a really good standard especially when you've got the likes of of monet jinx like you mentioned in this competition so it was it was a shame but obviously that that um i can't even think of the word the uh trinity and monet's alliance oh the alliance sort of, yeah oh god sort of saved and it was the, the setup of Monet and Trinity's lip sync in the finale was so set up as well. I it know. Like, that it, wheel it is definitely motorized. That wheel is definitely motorized. It's not random. One of the pit crews <laughs> behind just like this. So Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love Jada as well. Jada was like when season 12 first came out, all of the promos came out and I saw her and I was like, oh, she's just another pageant queen. She's going to do well. She's going to get to the top four, but she's not going to win. Um, and then the first episode came out and I was like, oh my God, I love Jade Essence Hall. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. And I was rooting for her the entire time. And then when she won, I was so happy. I've never rooted for a winner like I rooted for Jada. And um, I was so sad when she wasn't in the top four. I mean, this isn't the top four that I wanted but I'm still happy with it. Honestly, like... Because the winner wouldn't have... Like, the, the winner wouldn't have changed if it was a different top four. It was always going to be Jinx. Yeah. I sort of... Yeah, sort of halfway through the series, it was it was always for me. I wanted to see Jinx in the top four. I did want to see Raja at one point. Um, obviously, this was my first time seeing Raja in, in Drag mm. Race. And I just... I just thought she brought a different sense of... of a different idea of drag to the competition it was so polished and and the the runways i'm not i'm not a very fashionable person but i i can admire when there is a really good runway and raja just delivered even in that first episode um oh, yeah. so yeah raja's runways have always been like if you go back and watch series three you'll know why she's so respected and admired because she like is next level. She was on America's Next Top Model. She was a makeup artist on America's Next Top Model. So she has done all of the like real fashion week runways and she's done all of that. She kind of 
was the original fashion queen and nobody does it like Raj. Even when they were like describing their runways every week, Raj's descriptions would be so well thought out and so articulate that she just, I just, everyone loves Raja. I love Raja. And I was really sad that she didn't get to the top four. It was definitely a shame. I will say um, I've been working on an article. It's probably, well, this will probably be out before the article, but I will say my biggest thing that I realized watching the series is I wish the UK versus the world and the upcoming, maybe not the upcoming Canada one, because I know there's a much larger cast. I wish these international all-star seasons sort of take inspiration from the star sort of format. Um, yeah. Because uh, UK versus the world had six episodes to showcase, like, was it seven or eight queens? Yeah. And it just felt we didn't get enough time to spend with these queens. And after having 12 weeks of every queen, I sort of want to see a, I still want to see obviously eliminations in these shows, but maybe the international all-stars can sort of take a, a similar approach, maybe halfway through they get rid of the stars and then that's when the eliminations are. But yeah, I just want to, I, I want to be able to see more talent from everyone. Um, because I think ultimately this has worked really well. We've had 12 weeks of everyone showing off their talents. Um, and I, would have hated to see what had happened with Pangina with Jinx because obviously we yeah. had the the blocking and I think the block was the best sort of substitute for an elimination. Um, but I just feel the show could have been so much more toxic if there were like the lipsticks and, and all that sort of, of thing. It could have, it could have gone horribly like it just, I don't know. I'm I'm yeah. I'm just jumbling the words up, but it could have gone <clears throat> awfully wrong. But luckily it, it didn't, so Yeah, it really could have done, especially with them being all winners. Like they're all fan favorites. Everybody loves all of them. Like when you have an all-stars series, you have a few fan favorites, a few filler queens, a few like few people who got the villain edit. So it's all like fun watching the eliminations and stuff. But when you've got eight fan favorites, no matter who goes home someone's going to be pissed someone's yep. not going to be happy with it and it's going to get awful so the best way to do it was just not having any eliminations and i think it does need to like carry over and take inspiration like you say i think if you got halfway through the series of, of all stars and then brought in the eliminations that would be much better because like you look back on series and you think queens only got one week to show yeah. off what they got and if it wasn't a challenge where it was something they excelled at then their reputation is just ruined and they're like oh i, I couldn't do a comedy sketch challenge yeah so i got eliminated now i'm the worst drag queen ever even though i'm amazing at this 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 and this and this and it's all just depends on how the challenges fall so not having any eliminations was the best way to go about it and the star system as well was perfect and it was great it was really good Ben de la Creme would have thrived in a series without eliminations. Oh yeah. And I think that sort of set the path for this format. Maybe, I don't know, because I know, I feel like I'm making this up, but I've seen someone that she said she would do it again if there was no eliminations. And I think this format could bring maybe a few Queens that have said no to all stars because of its current format 
um yeah so i just it, i think it's a good idea because when you're eliminating each other when it's not based on who's done the best yeah and it's not rupaul making those decisions it does get really toxic and really strategic and like look at when naomi smalls eliminated manila and yep. like everyone started attacking naomi smalls and it was like <laughs> that's that's how the game she was just playing the game but if if it wasn't like that, if there wasn't eliminations, or if it was still Rue doing the eliminations, then that wouldn't have happened, and it would have all gone more smoothly. Um, but honestly, the main thing I want from RuPaul's Drag Race, and specifically All Stars, is I just want a series without twists. I just want a series where the drag queens turn up, they do their best for 10 weeks, and then they crown a winner. I don't want any of this. A jury gets to decide who the top two are, <laughs> or you know, they eliminate each other, or the winner of the last challenge gets a billion stars, so they're definitely in the top. I just want it to be a normal series. I yeah. don't think that's too much to ask. I think we need we need to bring back Shangela and give her her rightful crown. Absolutely. Um, I am a very proud member of the Shangela Should Have Won Club, so Absolutely. Shangela is the only robbed queen in the history of Drag Race. Yep. Yeah, it's still unbelievable that they put that <laughs> twist in where the other queens decide who the top two was. It's just baffling. And I'm yeah. happy they haven't done anything like that since. It was it was quite frustrating as well because half those queens had not been there for the, the run of the, the competition. Yeah. Um, they didn't even know how the competition had gone or anything like that yeah it's like it's like walking out to the street and saying hi can you pick two people from this this list uh, yeah it, that's literally what it felt like and so. I, I think that's why it ended up going to trixie because they were basing it off what they were doing outside of drag race and obviously yeah. trixie's like one of the most successful so that's what they were basing it off but they shouldn't have done that it should have been shangela yep. and i'm still bitter because i love shangela I love shangela in series two and um it's hallelujah sad. Hallelujah, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also I'm I'm really sad about the Vivian. I loved the Vivian. I love the Vivian in general. I was really rooting for her on on Drag Race UK. She lives like around the corner from me as well, so oh. it's great. And um, I see her walking a dog sometimes, and I'm like, I never go up to her, but I'm like, in the Vivian, you won Drag Race. <laughs> and um, I was really rooting for her. Especially to finally get some money because yeah. she didn't get anything from Drag Race UK. Got a nice little um, badge. Yeah, she got more <laughs> badges. Woohoo! <laughs> but um, yeah, I really, I was really rooting for the Vivian to be in the top four, and I'm really sad that she wasn't. I will say the Vivian really grew on me this season. Um, mm. From when I watched Drag Race UK season one. I I didn't like the Vivian. I feel like really? they gave they gave her an edit where from day one she was very overly confident, I think. And that sort yeah. of I wasn't a fan of that from the start. But obviously watching the show and now especially after watching all stars, all winners, I sort of have appreciated the Vivian more. I think because obviously she was the only UK queen that was like yeah, go on, UK. Yeah, I was um, rooting for her to bring it home to the UK. And seeing her perform alongside these established US queens, I was blown away because she really, really, she looked like she deserved to be there, um, which mm. was great. And I sort of, it made me appreciate her a bit more. 
um, because edits can either make a queen or they can sort of leave them out to die, basically. Um, yeah. So I I don't take an edit too much for granted anymore. Um, yeah, you, so... you, you've got to learn to take the edit with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Take the series itself with a pinch of salt and be like, that pro especially in the earlier series, they're so blatant with it. <laughs> they would literally, there are clips where like Shangela is sat there in an outfit and she's talking. And then in the middle of the sentence, they'll cut to her talking about a different person with a, a different time in a different outfit in the middle of a sentence. And it's like, it's so obviously <laughs> manipulated. Like how have they got away with that for so long? But they still do. And, uh, and it's crazy, but they didn't give anyone a bad edit this series, which I think is what made it so loved because everyone's a winner. Everyone was doing great. Everyone was being all happy and fun. I will say the only notable bad edit of the season was Raja in um, Titanic when she forgot the lines. Oh, yes. Um, yes. That is I mean, true. it could have been, it could have been a lot worse, but yeah, there were some, that is true. Blunders in there. And the way they edited the last lip sync. Yeah. They they basically yeah. cut Monet out of that lip sync. Yeah. Because if they showed that lip sync in reality, there is no way they could have justified giving Jinx the crown. Monet just completely destroyed Jinx. <laughs> and they were like, we're still giving it to Jinx because it was a really close <laughs> lip sync. Look. It's like they cut away from Monet all the time. Every five seconds, it would be like, not watching Monet, we're watching Jinx because she's going to win. Now, something that I want to say as a Drag Race fan of, of 20 months, near or less, I'm not the biggest fan of lip syncs. Um, I know, Asp. like, I enjoy dancing and, and singing and stuff but sometimes especially when you have episodes where you have a countless number of lip syncs i sort of doze off yeah a little i do get you especially one when lip sync an episode is okay yeah i can i can tolerate maybe two um yeah i will say the season 14 finale was a bit different because obviously that was more individual performances and i sort of preferred that a little bit um yeah. but especially after we've had two lip sync smackdowns this year the first in 14 after what was a, a horrendous snatch game um <laughs> which it sort of made all winners that much more yeah enjoyable because of how good that was in comparison and it was obviously the, the franchise's first double snatch game which just, if if there was no evidence to show how talented these queens are, the fact that they were able to do two characters in an episode was just yeah. Was and none of them were even bad. None of them. Like, a few of them were yeah. a little bit weak, but none of them were bad. I will say it's the fourteen snatch game. <laughs> oh, yeah. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't even that good, but everyone else was no. so bad they won anyway. It was it was dreadful. Here's a question: If you were doing snatch game, oh. what what would yours be? Because <laughs> I I sort of know what mine would be. Um, what would yours be? Mine'd be Kermit the Frog. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Yellow Roo. 
it's really nice to be here, Miss Piggy. You know, just so, so easy like that. Just paint my face green. Yeah. <laughs> and sit there in a frog costume. That is yeah. good. I probably banjo. do that. Yes, get the banjo. <laughs> you could bring like bring puppets. Everybody loves puppets. But um I'd pro- I'd probably do Princess Diana. Yes. The people specifically princess. specifically Kristen Stewart's Princess Diana. Oh just that okay. they don't. They don't. <laughs> just that. That's what I do for Snatch Game, Princess Die. I, I just think we we do we do the rest of the podcast as our snatch game parrot. <laughs> Princess no. Diana would have made a great drag race judge. Like oh, in an old world. Oh Diana on Drag Race. It would have been amazing. You know how like they had Nancy Pelosi walk out yeah. and do a bit of a speech? Imagine if that was Princess Diana, who actually did stuff for gay people, unlike Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh die. Oh, die. Rest in peace. You would have loved the <laughs> lip sync Lala Perusa smackdown. <laughs> She would, she would have done. She would have loved. Her it. and bag of chips would have been best mates. <laughs> Absolutely, I think she should have. You know how they've got Alan Carr and Graham Norton on Drag Race UK. Should have been Princess Diana. Yep, as the third rotational guest judge. Yeah, no, not no, even guest judge her all the time. Yeah, she, she. You know how Brooklyn Heights hosts Canada's Drag Race. <laughs> Princess Diana hosts Drag Race UK. Yeah, we've moved past the need for RuPaul. We don't, we don't need the food. hilarious Ross Matthews. We just need Princess Diana. <laughs> Diana and Michelle. Michelle's still there, hanging on by a yeah. thread. She'll never let that go. She'll always be clinging on for dear life to the Drag Race franchise. She does. Michelle does so much. Like she's doing. I think she's doing the the Secret Celebrity new season as well, isn't she? Yeah. Which yeah, I think so. Just looks like a blatant copy of the Mass Singer. It, it's it's hilarious. It does look exactly the same. But that's <laughs> that's what that show needed. I've seen little clips of the first sort of iteration, and it's it, it's it's okay. It was like it was a they've... series of choices. Choices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I just feel like the the Drag Race franchise, the sort of reworking every show. To make it a bit more entertaining, so I'm excited yeah. to see what they do with with Secret Celebrity for sure. I think we because we're getting so much of it. Like there's a constant flow of Drag Race. Like All Star Seven's just finished, and now we're on Drag Race Down Under and the Secret Celebrity Drag Race, and then yeah. after that we're gonna have Canada's Drag Race, and then the yeah. next Drag Race, and there's a constant stream of Drag Race. They feel I feel like they've got to refresh it and do yeah. something different with it. The same series over and over again is going to get boring. They've got to find a way to make it more interesting. And they did that with All-Star 7 because it was all winners. Yep. And um, and with the Secret Celebrity Drag Race, they've done it as well because they're changing it into basically the mass singer, but with drag queens. Yep. I will say, I that's that's why I really hope they, they switch up the international All-Stars. Um, obviously, the next one's Canada. We don't know when that is. One can assume the end of the year. Um... Because when will UK four be at the start of next year? Or are I they don't wanting... know to be honest. Or are when they did gonna... season three end? Was it, was it this annoying year or the end of last se- year? Season three was sort of the end of last year because they had the the Christmas. Oh, they dong. did, yeah. Um, so I feel it'll be sort of September. Yeah, um, it might be like September October. It might be the same that was time when as... the first season was. 
Yeah, I was just going to say the first series was like October into November. Yeah. So they might just do that again. And it, it feels like, obviously, we didn't really have a gap between seasons two and three because of the, the delay from COVID. So yeah. it is, it's nice that we've not had UK so long ago, but there is still a nice gap allowing for other franchises and, and stuff. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do because I, I can't remember who it was. I'd seen a tweet the other day about a guest judge for UK season four. Let me have a look. Mm. And I was like, yep, I am watching for sure. Um, <laughs> Hannah Waddingham uh, from... Oh, right. From Ted Lasso. Yeah. So... Oh, that's, that, would, that, that would be good. Mel B as well. Um, we love the Spice Girls. We do. There's the the UK show is just getting a an infinity gauntlet of the Spice Girls as as guest judges. <laughs> they are, aren't they? <laughs> Tess Daly as well. Um, yes. Tess Daly and Alison Hammond will be making cameo appearances. Oh, in we the love show. Alison Hammond. We love Alison Hammond. Ah, <laughs> oh. so yeah. Um, after a little detour from the I hate lip syncs too many lip syncs <laughs> yeah um what would you be your dream lip sync song say you had to perform oh god in a lip sync battle um i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to get my phone and look through my playlists it's not a, bad a lip sync battle oh that's a good question you had to lip sync for your life you know, it's a song. They have already done it on Drag Race, but it's it was one of my favorite songs when I was growing up. I used to listen to it on loop, and it's "Man, I Feel Like a Woman" by Shania Twain. Oh, okay, it's a great song. It's a great song. I, when Let's I was go, a kid, girls. I used, when I was a kid, I used to sing it like in my pram whenever it would come on. I honestly, I love that song. It's such a vibe, and they did it in series ten, which I wasn't mad about. But I was like, you know, not that I'm ever going to be on Drag Race, but now they've used it. I feel yeah. like they're not going to use it again. So when I do go on Drag Race, even though I won't, <laughs> it, it won't be my lip sync song. And now I'm sad. But yeah, that would be my dream lip sync song. What would yours be? I really don't know. I sort of asked the question <laughs> with like no idea what I would do. Um, I'm just I'm I'm looking through my Spotify as well. Um, God. Or anything, or like Gimme, Gimme, Gimme by ABBA. Something like that. I'm surprised they've not done more ABBA lip syncs. Oh. Probably WoW doesn't want to pay the, the royalties on a, an ABBA song. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Did you see one of the, the French, one of the, the lip syncs for Drag Race France, they didn't pay for the the worldwide rights so when you go to watch it there's just no there's no audio and there's like a little disclaimer <laughs> saying that they don't they don't have the rights for the song um i don't know if there's any That's really if there's any audio or you can just hear nikki doll going Ooh. Um, <laughs> but yeah. i didn't know that that's really funny yeah i'd, I'd, I'd seen it on twitter um, and i was like yeah i might give this season a pass <laughs> Just, just lip syncing to silence two minutes of death drops in silence oh, what more <laughs> could you want yeah <laughs> so obviously we mentioned um snatch game what was your favorite episode 
of this season and why? Well, I always love Snatch Game, so I, I feel like it, it is Snatch Game. And we've, but we've spoken so much about Snatch Game. Jinxes was the best ever, and I love them all. So it was Snatch Game. But I think other than Snatch Game, because we've already spoken about it, I really like. I always like the music challenges. Yeah. When they have to write a verse for a song, so I really liked both of those. I liked the premiere episode and the one where it was like TRL, was it or something yeah. like that? Yeah, um, the Y2K really, one. Yeah, I really love those two because I love them. I love right. I love it when they've got to write their own verses and do the choreography and everything. Um, and I, I really like those because the songs are always really catchy and they always get yep. stuck in your head. Um, so yeah, I love the I love the music. I love the music episodes. No, I, I agree. If it, if it wasn't the Total Request live episode, I was a big fan of both the Fairy Tale Justice. Um, yeah. and then Santa's School for Girls. Um, I'm just a yeah. I'm just a big fan of improv comedy. Um, yeah. and I think when you've got a group of really funny queens, you've got the likes of the Vivian, um, Evie Oddly was quite funny as yeah. the, the Big Bad Wolf. Yeah. Uh, just loads. There's, uh, yeah, I like to laugh. I laughed a lot at the improv. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. They were great episodes. <laughs> they were they were all great episodes though. That's yeah. why the season was so good. They were all great. We had to have the the obviously the fashion episodes, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Looks I love nice. The, I love outfit. Episodes. Looks nice. Yep. Next. <laughs> I do. I do love the design episodes. I love them, and they 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 never have design episodes anymore because no one knows how to sew on Drag Race, and. Um, <laughs> but they did have sewing challenges. They had two, and I really like those. So um, I really like them all, to be honest. I would have loved for this season. Obviously, I know with, with COVID has proved to be an issue for production. But moving forward, I'd love to see the makeover challenges make a, a comeback. Yeah, um, definitely. I think it would have been great. really cool to have seen maybe a makeover episode in this season where we get the queens paired together and they have to make mm. a look together either sort of <clears throat> mirroring well they sort of did it in season th oh, was it season 13 um where they both i can't remember all i remember is olivia looks and denali that challenge where they both were meant to look like the other person. Oh Ro yeah. Rose and Tina Burner, that, that episode, yeah. I think that would have been a cool one to do in, in this, this season, yeah. or even just bringing in a, a queen from each season that the Queens won and having that be the makeover challenge. That'd yeah. Been, it would have been, been quite great cool. If they had, yeah. If they had like the queen who got eliminated first on the series of drug race that they yeah. won. That was, so you'd have like the winner eliminating the last place queen. That would have been cool. Um, but yeah, the makeover challenges were always great. They're so good. And uh, I haven't, it's one of those things I haven't even noticed that they stopped doing them because there's so much drag race content to consume. I haven't even noticed. Yeah. But yeah, it is sad that they've stopped and it would have been great, especially because they're all winners. It would have been great to see the winners doing yeah. these challenges. I will say... I can't remember how long seasons 13 and 14 were, but they felt like they went on forever. 
I think it was season 13. Whilst season 13 had been on, um, the UK season had been and gone. Season 2. Um, and there was another season as well that had... Was it Down Under, maybe? Was that sort of early? I think it was, yeah. yeah. Those so, two yeah. franchises had had their premiere and concluded by the time that season 13 had come to an end, <laughs> which was just crazy, like, they are really like I think they're they're casting too many people. <laughs> like there yeah. were like fifteen girls on on series fourteen. Yeah, and it's like just we only need like ten or twelve. We don't. I want to see next season fifteen. Just have a premiere. I don't have two. Um, I'm mm. I'm I'm over that now. Yeah. Uh, especially after the like pork that. chop. Um, starting. That oh was, yeah, that was really bad. So yeah. <laughs> But uh, I used to like the double premieres. They did one for series six, um, and it worked. But it it does, especially like you say, when you've got so many series of Drag Race airing at the same time. Yeah, I don't have the effort or the time to care about watching two premieres of the yeah. same series and then watch the premiere of another franchise and then the premiere of another franchise. Then a few weeks later, watch the premiere of a spin-off and then. There's just so much going on. Sometimes the WoW Presents synergy comes across as very cheapish. Mm. Um, which I don't it's, know. it's even worse in the earlier series. In the earlier series, it is... Oh, it's like, you know, <laughs> RuPaul walks into the workroom and he's like, do you like my suit from Klein Epstein and Parker? <laughs> Looks into the camera. And then five <laughs> minutes later, it's like, and while you use these fabrics, courtesy of Fabric Planet... <laughs> and then while you untuck in the interior illusions lounge with furniture courtesy of interior illusion and it's every five minutes it's like you can tell that's how they were getting their money through those yeah. sponsors because every 10 seconds it was courtesy of uh. who's the um <laughs> the makeup artist from anastasia beverly hills that always pops up as well oh god what's she called now i can't remember her name but yeah I yeah her as well just showing up yeah. Everyone gets fifty thousand dollars to spend at Anastasia, Anastasia. Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. There's so much promo. There's so, and it there always is. makes me laugh when every like, episode Ruth's starts talking. with a trailer as well. Like, yeah, it's it's wild. Could you imagine if if like Disney Plus was like that? And it, but even before watching, <laughs> about to watch an episode of She Hulk, and you've got a three minute long trailer for Andor. Like, yeah, this is what I paid. <laughs> This is what I pay for every month. Um, and for imagine if it was for... the, the worst cut trailer ever. Some of yeah, they always the, are bad trailers as well. The tour video was yeah. You get awful. trailers for DragCon as well. Yeah, end of every episode. Come yeah. to D23. <laughs> imagine if it was like that. That would be funny. And the end of Netflix, the end of a Netflix episode just ends with "Come to our Tadum event." <laughs> hey, and it's somewhat you know the Netflix CEO dancing around on a green screen like this, and it's always awful. It's always like Michelle Visage sat in front of a green screen going, "Hey, hunties, come and slay to DragCon." And Do you want like, more oh. gay shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's awful, honestly. But I always keep watching it because it's fun. <laughs> for for such well i wouldn't call them i don't know what the word is 
for a company, enterprise, whatever you want to call them, for a media studio to have such a, a wild portfolio now is is I'd say it's impressive. Um yeah. the way that WoW has handled the show and and there's so many international formats now it is it is admirable. Um mm. I do see um this this is this the streamer part coming in. I do think a few years down the line via Viacom or Paramount, I can't remember what their actual name is now. I do yeah. think they could acquire them because I think I having think having essentially everything on Wild Presents Plus within the Paramount Plus app could be a really big win for the the streamer. Um and I think it would boost up Paramount's plus Paramount Plus's figures and it sort of resolved the international distribution issue that the show has. Um, like obviously a few years ago, you'd have Netflix, BBC iPlayer and wow for most of the, the shows. Um, and I think having it all under one roof on Paramount plus would, would make it so much better. Obviously I know with the, with the UK is a bit different because the BBC it's a BBC production, but yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing to say that, they get every prior season and it premieres on BBC and then they get any past episodes. I don't think it'd be out of the question, but I, I do see in a few years time, Paramount plus being the definitive home for drag race. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it, I think it, it will happen eventually. The fact that they've got it now, although I, I, I don't know actually, because a lot of people hate that it's on Paramount plus a lot of people miss it being on TV. Cause it ruins like watch parties and it goes up onto the app at like 8am. Yeah. So people know who the winner is before they go to work. Whereas it used to be, you know, Oh, it's the finale today. It's the finale today. Everyone's watching it at the same time. People yeah. going to watch parties. Whereas now it's just like, watch it whenever you can. And mm -hmm. we'll talk about it like the day after. Whereas I do kind of miss like Twitter exploding when a premiere had happened as it was happening. Whereas now it's like, it's on Paramount Plus at 8am. Some people watch it 8am. Some people watch it that night. Some people watch it the day after. Some yeah. people watch it in the middle of the day. So it kind of stretches it out, which I'm not a fan of. Um, but that's an issue with streaming in general. I do wish that streaming services changed the time that the episodes went up to the evening instead yeah. of the morning. I have always thought that that would just make so much more sense if you know if something premieres on the 27th have it go up at 8 p.m on the 27th have that be the upload time rather than 8 a.m um i don't know the logistics of that but i've always just thought that that would work better um and it would kind of one of the biggest advantages of terrestrial tv was that everyone was watching the same thing at the same time yep. and could talk about it and that's one of the biggest disadvantages of streaming that people just watch it whenever they can and the conversation gets really um scattered about w w when you can talk about it <clears throat> when it's safe to talk spoilers and all that um so yeah it, it kind of ruins the communal watching experience of drag race especially something like drag race where people have massive watch parties at like clubs and bars where it's like you turn up to the bar and half the people have already seen it because it got uploaded at 8am that morning. <laughs> it kind of ruins that aspect. And I've seen a lot of people complaining about that. So, I mean, if they do manage to put everything on Paramount Plus, then obviously it, it, it's probably inevitable at this point. 
um, because that's just the way that TV is going in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I will say the the BBC iPlayer approach is obviously it's it's only for the UK, but now especially that BBC Three is back on on TV. But even before that, they were putting the episodes out. I think seven PM. Yeah, and they that, went up that, in the evening. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it worked really well because you could still have that that Twitter discussion, I guess. Yeah. Um, and nothing, nothing was better than six fifty five. This was my favorite little like hack. If you're ever watching something and you're waiting for the next episode to go live, if you sort of ten five minutes before it actually is meant to go live, you go to the prior episode. And you you scroll all the way to the end and you let it naturally finish. Nine out of ten times, the next episode will be up early. Ooh. So like spoilers because we were sat there with drag race in lockdown. We'd all we'd be there like ten <laughs> minutes before. Like, yep, let's, let's scroll to the, the end of the last episode. That's a great life there. hack. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, that's a great life hack. But like, that's exactly what I completely forgot that they did that on BBC iPlayer. Like, they uploaded it in the evening on BBC iPlayer, yeah. and it lent itself to the big communal discussion on the internet. And like, because people can watch things in the evening, people nobody can watch an episode of no one wants to watch Drag Race at eight a.m. Honestly, that's I a don't, weird I don't time think I to watched, watch Drag Race. I don't think I watched the fight the finale till about two p.m. one p.m. on Friday. Yeah. Um, I'd watched a film before and then reviewed said film so i was there on twitter like shaking in case i'd seen a spoiler but that's exactly what i was thinking i was like i watched it earlier than i would have wanted to solely to avoid spoilers because i knew they'd be all over like i logged into twitter and i saw monet was trending and i was (laughs) like okay no more twitter for the day let's let's watch drag race and i watched it for that reason um so it does when it when it goes up on the evening like it does on iplayer it just works so much better i think yeah. as a watching viewing experience it's so much more pleasant but i do agree with it if it was all on paramount plus i i do like a franchise like drag race all being under the same roof and all being in the same place it's annoying having you know if you want to watch the main franchise you have to have wow presents plus if <clears throat> If you want to watch Drag Race UK, you've got to have BBC iPlayer. But yep. Canada's Drag Race is also on BBC iPlayer. And some stuff is on Paramount+. Plus. It's like, it's just, it's three subscriptions to watch one show, basically. Yeah. And I, th- I think a show with such a, a huge library should just be in mm. one, one place. Um, and such a young fan base as well. Like, a, so yeah. many young people love it. And kids as well, young queer kids want to watch Drag Race. And, you know, if you're like 14 and your only exposure to queer culture is drag race, then you've got to pay like, uh, well, if parents have a TV license, then you've got BBC iPlayer anyway. But, you know, you've got to pay like $9.99 for Paramount Plus or however much it is and $5.99 for WoW Presents Plus. And it's like kids don't want to do that. Kids don't want to spend their only money they get on subscription services so they can watch drag race. So having it all in one place under one subscription fee would be ideal. Definitely. I will say, um, back to the sort of 8pm in the evening upload, I think that's the biggest issue when these worldwide streaming services are finding what, what's the best time um, to like upload. Because obviously, the, the, they're mainly based in, in America, so sort yeah. of mi- midnight makes sense. 
But then to say, I think we'd all hate it if they started getting uploaded at 3 a.m. our time and we're yeah. waking up. Obviously, it's just, it switches. It would just switch basically who, who gets the better end of the stick. So I think it is such a difficult thing to it decide. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. But it's like Drag Race when it was on VH1 it would air on the east coast and then like two hours later it air on the west coast oh okay and because obviously like the east coast was like 8 p.m and then the west coast it'd be four or something like that i don't know the time zones different exactly but it, it was too early to watch drag race mm-hmm. because people they know that there's a big like watch party viewing culture around drag race so they wanted it to air at like 8 p.m normal time so they'd play it at 8 p.m on the east coast and then they'd wait three hours and play it on 8 p.m on the west coast um so it's always kind of always been like that but it does it just depends who gets the better end of the stick because if it went up at like 3 a.m and we woke up to spoilers everyone would kick off yeah but if we got it at our 8 p.m and then we were posting spoilers to americans getting home from work they'd be kicking off so it is really difficult to to figure out a time to do that yeah yeah um I don't think there's any more to say. Um, ooh, one final question. We'll keep it. We'll keep it short and sweet. Um, which one queen would you like to see back for an All Star season? Can be from any franchise, um, any season. Who hasn't already been on a a season? Basically. Oh, okay, okay. I think. Oh, I had one in mind earlier, and I can't remember who it was. It was someone from, like, the... I think it's from Series 3. I can't remember who it was. Oh, that's really annoying. I think I'd probably go with... Some, I'd want someone from the earlier series, but I can't remember who, because I had someone in mind earlier. So I'm going to say someone that's fresh in my memory who's been on a recent series and who I have really wanted to see come back, and that's Bimini Bomboulash. I yes. love Bimini Bomboulash, and I want her back so bad. I can remember Twitter the day that Lawrence won. It that was... was it was not a pleasant place to be. No. It wasn't, was it? <laughs> I think that, that is the biggest issue about competition series. You can appreciate Queens, but when it get, comes to such a toxic level, uh then you, you have to like wake up, I guess. Um, yeah, and I think as well, because there's no like um cash prize for the U- uk one rupaul always just picks her favorite like yeah with with drag race us and other franchises she picks the fan favorite whereas with the uk one i think it's fairly obvious davina de campo was the fan favorite of series one yeah but vivian won um bimini von Bulash was the fan favorite of series two but lawrence won um eleva day was the fan favorite for series three but crystal versace won yeah because rue just picks her favorite yeah who can basically who can translate into more money <laughs> and i think the vivian would have made and has probably made more money than divina de campo would have done i can't yeah. imagine divina de campo integrating into all star seven as smoothly as the vivian did oh no definitely um and that's not a bad thing about divina de campo it's just that the styles of drag are so different so different yeah i feel like divina would clash in an american style competition definitely I'm going to throw... Well, I have two. I'd love to see Crystal Method back. I yes. loved Crystal. 
um and denali as well um i feel like another one yeah denali didn't have enough to, well i mean denali was in the competition for a good few weeks but i just there's so much more from a lot of these queens um yeah. i've know, remembered who mine was by the way once you finished no go on we, we want to know i I need Delta Work back from Series 3. And I don't know if you've even heard of Delta Work because you've not no. watched the old series of Drag Race. <laughs> but she was amazing. And she's got a podcast now. And her podcast is so iconic in like the best way possible. It's so funny. She's <laughs> hilarious. She's an Emmy Award-winning hairstylist as well. Oh. She used to do RuPaul's hair on Drag Race. Um, and she's amazing. And we need her back on Drag Race. She was so funny on Series 3. And I remember thinking that because she was on Series 3 and she's best friends with Raja. And seeing Raja back on All Star 7 was like, I, I need, I need um, Delta Work back as well. I've just looked through the list of season three contestants and there are there are a few names that I do recognise, so I might have to give it a give it a watch. You absolutely need to watch the I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna watch it like I watch the MCU in chronological order, each franchise by franchise, and then I'll be all caught up for All Stars twenty five. <laughs> all winners, all winners. Yeah. I know oh. they'll be the queen of all queen queens, and they'll the they'll quarter quell. Do you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There'll be so many different spin offs to watch. You'll never, you'll never catch up. <laughs> when do you think we'll get final? But I question? hope you manage to. I know. Final question: When do you think we'll get a UK All Stars? which is primarily made up of uk queens hmm. i because i reckon maybe two years time they'll have a, a good number of queens i don't yeah. know maybe. well i think yeah, i think that, I, I think um, all stars one was after series four of drag race us so maybe they'll get maybe they'll do the same thing and just have four series of uk yeah and then all stars uk perfect all right then thank you very much lewis for joining me thank today. you for having me it was i thought it was a really really good episode so so yeah i am um, i will link all of lewis's social media and all that good stuff down below yeah. um mine as well it's not a, a a request but you can go and check us both out uh once again thank you very much for tuning in and we will be back next week thank you very much Bye.